you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin. How the heck are you doing? I am recording this the day before uh, the election results come out. Oh boy, hope uh, I hope this finds us all with uh, some good news, I guess is all I'll say. Uh, once again, I'm here talking about an album with uh, my cohort, Dan Barracuda. I freaking love the album that we're talking about this week, uh, Post by Bjork. It was a really fun conversation. I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to it. And let's just get into it. Let's do it. All right, Dan, what album are we talking about today? Bjork. Bjork. Post. Post by Bjork. 1995. She was 30 when it was released. She was actually, yeah. She she started her solo career a little, little later in, in, in life than, than most pop stars do. Um, you had never heard any Bjork before, right? Uh, hardly. Hardly. Yeah, very hardly. Yeah, definitely not like an album. It's worth a listening, you know. And I didn't uh, when when I picked it out. I didn't imagine it would be something you'd be totally familiar with or necessarily yeah. something you listen to very often. But uh, yeah, how did how did you take it? Uh, super interesting. Uh, super cool. Tons of great moments. I I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked her. I like her a lot. Like she's weird, and I I she but. At the raw of it, she's such a great vocalist, and um, interesting. I like how she's Icelandic, and like you know, she sounds like she's like English is like her second language, you know, and like yep, yeah. And but it makes some some of the words sound cooler, and her melodies are really awesome. And I love the fact that Oh So Quiet is in the album. Like, it's so, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a intermission song. It's like back mm-hmm. to the show, back to the industrial rock, <laughs> but it's just like a jazz song. And like the whole like, shh, and the, ah, and like everything. It's like, it's so bold. I like how bold she is. Very bold. Yeah, her uh, her musical roots are kind of in punk a little bit, like in the '80s and uh, a new wave. And she was in a band called the Sugar Cubes that was just all about kind of like cerebral, kind of like abrasive goofiness. And so she, her formative years were were definitely kind of being like a a punk, kind of like messing with the audience sort yeah. of figure. Um, and then, uh, and then she goes pop, and she's a huge global pop star for decades now. And it's, I always forget that when I hear her music because it is so like weird and how bold is she so big? How is it? It's crazy. Like her music is like not very like accessible, right? Or or is it like? I, be- I don't know. I guess uh, I don't know if it was the right time, right place sort of phenomenon. But yeah, her experimental uh, tendencies in the '90s. I mean. And all her videos, she has a bajillion videos. She's almost as much a visual artist as she is. Uh, oh, see, I don't sound, know that side of really. her. I don't know. She's worked her with. 
especially like this album in, in, in particular is what really launched her. And she worked with like Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones and even the guy from Ren and Stimpy, John Crick Falusi. Like there were six different, just huge music videos that, that came out. And, um, she, she knows how she's kind of almost like Lady Gaga. It's not really with costumes, but she knows how to just like make her whole look just this kind of mind bending. Or is it costumes thing. though? Does she wear a lot of costumes? And uh, she wore a swan costume to I don't know if it was the Grammy Awards, but she she got some notoriety for for wearing this ridiculous uh, like like the swan head is like around her neck sort of. I don't know if it was at the Oscars or it was at something ridiculous. Bjork Swan she, Every time she performs, she has like this ridiculous sort of weird get up. Um, yeah. When I first ever saw her and kind of found out about her, she was on Saturday Night Live promoting an album, uh, Volta. So that was like from 2007 and she was dressed like a big gumdrop. A big gumdrop? <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was this giant ridiculous thing. So definitely her look matches up with her voice and her and sound. And what's her persona like? She uh, She's very um, creative and, and thoughtful and clever. And def- like she c- goes against the grain um, in terms of her themes. Like she she's very big into uh, nature and feeling connected to nature. And I think that's a huge Icelandic thing because that's the land of glaciers and volcanoes. Right. Um, you know, like... Summer, the sun is out all day long. In winter, the it's night. For, you know, twenty four hours in a row. It's it's a it's a land of extremes. Um, yeah. So, kind of nature, and um, she definitely has like a kind of introverted, like just into herself streak, and sings about things very close to her and family. My headphones. And personal relationships. Save my life. Yeah, and it's singing about music itself and. Songs like that are kind of like a nod or a homage to like her creative partners that she works with, uh, like her producer Nelly Hooper. Did did Nelly do all the albums? No. So she's her, she's got debut, which is her first album. Uh, if you don't count an album she released when she was like ten, wow. uh, which is just covers or just a kid getting to release an album or whatever. But so she starts a debut. That's after she leaves the Sugar Cubes, and uh, she's working with Nellie Hooper mainly. I mean, she's always one of her greatest gifts is she really knows how to work with different super interesting collaborators and like yeah. really make the most of that. She has an awesome ear and, and great taste for that. But yeah, Nellie Hooper kind of, de- especially with debut, really defines that sound. Um, and then he comes back for post at her insistence, but after that, it's. Um, I wouldn't say there's any one, just like one particular person driving the the shape of her future albums. Like it's it's more her, and then she'll like take on different people for different roles. Like she kind of um, because the album after this uh, post, homogenic is is kind of regarded by a lot of people to be kind of her like grand statement. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, and I I kind of I see where they're coming from. Like I would say that's the best one. But oh, it's, homogenic. It's very okay. kind of like homogenic, yeah. It's it, but it's very cold and austere, and the whole theme of it is it's it's strings and beats, um, and that's I think that's definitely her her greatest achievement, um, and gets even like more unique. 
one of the more one of the most one of the many impressive things about this album is like the date it was released, like 1995. Like this is before Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this influence Radiohead like, hugely inspired by her. Really, I could totally see. Tom that. York's a big fan. Really? Yeah, yeah. God. Tom York. Uh, I saw him talking about Bjork, and he's like, the thing about sort of what what makes her so interesting, and <laughs> maybe quoting this is gonna feel weird. It, it made sense when he said it, but it's like there's something about her voice. Um, and her style comes off as very naive and innocent and childlike. Like there are very just childish moments in her songs, but it's also sexual. And it's like walking mm-hmm. that weird balance yeah. in a very, yeah. uh, especially to him, compelling way. Um, yeah, she she was in a, a movie called, uh, I think it's called Dancer in the Dark. And there's like a song where she sings with Tom York, like they, they duet for a song. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And she, she, dude, she, she got like a freaking like award for acting in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, and it's supposed to be really, really sad. But apparently, she did an awesome job. I think she's supposed to be in another movie coming up, like coming back to film twenty years later. So she acts too. Look at that. She can do it all, man. Uh, no, she's freaking amazing. Yeah, but so I, I'm kind of going all over the place here. But I, I think I, I gave you post. Um, cause it's not even my favorite Bjork album. It's definitely in the top tier, but I feel it's really where she's trying to tackle everything. Like you hear songs here that kind of are the, the bedrock for later periods and later albums in her career. And it, like parts of it also harken back to her first album debut. Like it's, I feel like it all kind of starts here. It's all, this is where she's like trying to do as many things as possible, which is, I'm I'm always a fan of that kind of music that's just going to be like going all over the place and trying to encapsulate everything. Wow. It's really cool. I really appreciate how like different a lot of these songs really were. Yeah, like you said it's also quiet as like a total palate cleanser. I think she she's quoted as saying she threw it in there just to to throw people off even more like okay, like anything could happen in this album. We're going like to a big band like jazz cover from the 30s. Uh, how do you like her screaming? Wait, wait, it's that? a cover. Yeah, it's 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 not an original. Oh, I thought it was, but yeah. I'd like to hear the original. I'm I'm sure it's different than her take on it, though, eh? Yeah, she she spices it up a little bit. I didn't know it was a cover. That's cool though, but it's still amazing. <laughs> it's her most played song on Spotify. That's screaming, man. Oh, it's so cool. Ah, shh. And yeah, still. the dynamic mastery there. <laughs> yep. Uh, Army of Me is awesome. Great first song. Do you recognize the drums on that song? Don't tell me. And if you complain once more, you meet I'm and if you is it John Bonham? She's sampling uh, When the Levee Breaks. No way. It's pretty cool, huh? Is that real, real? <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen to it again. You'll you'll hear it in the snare and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think Army of Me, it's not even my favorite song on this album or whatever, but pretty kicking album opener, right? Like, you're just in it, and it's, 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 uh, it's aggressive and it's harsh, but it's just, like, it gets things up and moving. It's, in, um, it's industrial, right? This is, like, industrial oh, rock. I mean... That would be probably pretty fair. You know, like it's it's getting into Nine Inch Nails territory. Yeah, I was going to say Nine Inch Nails, Ramstein a little bit. Ramstein, yeah. even though it's like heavy guitars, but like they have like a very industrial sound. 
Yeah. Um, there is a YouTuber, of course, I forget who, but they pointed out that Army of Me is one of the very few pop songs. That, uh, you'll appreciate this. Locrian. Uh, it's in Locrian mode. You saw yeah. that? Yeah, Ian was telling me all about it. And he actually, dude, he actually told me this like two years ago. He showed me this. Oh. And he showed me like Army of Me. So when I heard it, okay. I was like, this sounds kind of familiar. Because it's got like a bass line that's similar to like one of our like high school One of our high school songs. That part, that part. Uh, so Locrian mode, that's, I guess, for people who aren't into music theory, if you were to look at a piano, da, 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 that's like the just regular kind of major mode. If you were to start on B and go up to B, playing all the white notes, it's it's the one scale where like it just sounds like something's off. Like that you the the fifth is is flat. Yeah. It's just a I can't imagine trying to make a song in that mode without it sounding very forced, but just another one of her achievements. So cool. I just love her, the way she vocalizes and her melody. And if you complain once more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so cool. And I like, I like, I love the way she says enjoy. 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 It's like so cool. <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. I think a lot of that, it's like, that's what happens when you sing songs in English and it's not your first language. You just get interesting little nuggets where you approach a line or a phrase in a certain way that somebody from America or England would never do. And maybe you're aware of it or maybe you're not, but it's just, you, you're adding your own like weird, like linguistic color to it. And I, there's very few artists that you get to hear do that. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and then she'll some songs she just breaks out into Icelandic for choruses yeah. like uh, the modern like, things. You're like, okay, I won't understand what you're saying there, but cool. Yeah, also like in Cover Me or something or headphones, she she starts singing. I think it's headphones. She starts singing Icelandic. Yeah, that's also the one where she's like, ew, ew, uh, uh. Yeah, that, yeah. that one gets a little <laughs> weird for me. Yeah. Um, or she starts singing in French just for a little bit and possibly maybe to say my little volcano. Oh, really? I think my so. Like mon petit volcan. Just like she's playing with language as much as she's playing with anything else, which I, I don't know. I find that very fun. Wow. Yeah. Um, Super kind of, cool. I mean, I'm nowhere near as cool as her, but it kind of reminds me of my experience when I was living in Japan and I had the band in Japan, and I would write songs in Japanese. Uh, or at least, like, I'd write songs, most of it in Japanese, and then, like, my buddy would just, like, go through parts with me, and we'd fix up a line here or there. But just this experience of, like, you're kind of, like, playing with a language that you don't have 100%, like, intimacy with. And it, um, and apparently I, I would sing things a certain way that they thought was very fun and cool and like not how they would do it but they like would still understand the sentiment like i just i love that uh just that extra dynamic she has playing with language 
So cool. That's so cool. Like you said, like she like uh, among the other things she plays with, <laughs> like language is just one of them. She's so just playful all across the board. Like she she wants to tinker with everything. Does she make the music? Yes. There there is some debate about that because, like I said, she does work with a lot of collaborators, but. I've seen enough video footage of her getting in there with like different tools and instruments and, and picking apart. Like she is definitely a producer. She has producing roles in her, in her own music as well. And she definitely, it's not a hundred percent, but I think she, she does a lot. Like she can definitely. She plays uh, like keys, her own. like piano and keys. Yeah. She, she plays instruments. I don't know which one specifically, but she's not just like, a you know, the helpless vocalist who has like the guy in the back. With right. all the sense work, everything out. Like she definitely has a lot of creative say and and composition uh, abilities and arrangement. And she. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean she the whole thing. I and I think that's been maybe a little underrepresented sometimes. Just how much she is capable of of putting stuff together like that. Um, Have you seen a bunch of live footage of her? No, not really. I I know that that's a huge part of her career, and it's like every album she releases with it comes like a companion like live album for it and like an album of remixes i just i don't know man i i want to hear the album itself I, i'm weird like that yeah like once i hear the crowd in there it's it's not perfect for me or whatever yeah, but yeah. i'm sure it's amazing like she is known for her live performances too Jeez, she's cool huh she was always like bjork like bjork oh it sounds like bjork uh, have you heard Bjork? I'm like, no, I don't know Bjork, 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 Bjork. I don't know Bjork. And then I had a friend in high school. No, not high school. Oh, sorry. This is like a few years ago now, like five years ago, four years ago. And uh, she, she, was a, she was an artist, like a musician. And she, she always said that she loves Bjork. And now that mm -hmm. I'm hearing this, I'm like, wow, I can totally see how you sound like Bjork. <laughs> You're so influenced by Bjork. <laughs> so it was nice to like sit down and... And really, you know, dive into to one of her albums instead of just like a song off the cuff. Yeah, or something, yeah. You know? No, she she really thrives with like albums because every album of, of hers is always going to be a statement. Like even down to the title, like uh, debut. That's her really just clearly marking her like entrance as a solo pop star. Post is like this was the end of her kind of like catching up on the first 30 years of her life and all the ideas that generated from that. Like she's kind of like summarizing all her like artistic endeavors, like up until that point. And then she like totally starts fresh with homogenic. Like there, there's always a lot of intentionality and like artistic design behind like each, each album. Wow. Uh, she's very much an album artist and uh, usually it works out at least up until like Volta, which is kind of, tier but oh really i should also mention i technically have met bjork <laughs> what a where aside there i had the privilege when i was 15 i had a buddy of mine that was 18 and we got to go to iceland in the summer for like a few weeks we were doing camping and couch surfing and then one of the our last nights there when we were in Reykjavik so it was like two in the morning um and i had been uh drinking a lot with with uh with new friends and uh we were like in the street like going going to somewhere else and even though it's two in the morning it's like super bright out i didn't even notice this but the guy i was with was like oh that's birk over there by the way and so she was like a few yards away like with a group of people like her posse i guess um i was like 
okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm not going to like go up to her and bother the, bother her though. But he's like, no, you should get an autograph. Let's do it. And he like was trying to like, like call out to her like, no, he's, he's from America. He's, he's leaving soon. Like he's a big fan. And the bouncer's just like, right, you got to go, buddy. But I was like, all right, technically uh, have met, you know, of course she didn't look at me, but I'm like, this is cool. Whatever this is. What was she doing? So I always, just hanging out with friends and not wanting to be bothered. Wow. Um, but yeah, she's like from Reykjavik and I'm sure she, she goes back there most summers. Is it a tiny city? Oh yeah. It's, the whole country is 300,000 people and like at least 100,000 of them live in Reykjavik. It's wow. a fascinating place. I think I think it's been more kind of blown up and like I went there after their economy collapsed. So every so everything was like way more affordable. Um, but I, I think it's like a lot of people have tried to move there now and things have gotten expensive again. But it's like it's it's like a little village, but it's a whole nation. And she's probably the most famous person to come from there. Yeah, yeah, and everybody, because Iceland is amazing in general for having so many musicians and so many different weird, innovative artists that you say Björk, and they're like, yeah, fucking Björk, we know, like, blah, she's like yesterday's news. Sylvanessa or something? I don't, I there's one guy named Jonzi, if you said, I think you said Sylvanessa, I think they're a duo in from America, but oh. there's probably another group that sounds like there's like an instrumental there's an instrumental band from Iceland that I there, there's a ton of shit man I I remember hearing some statistic like you know it's it's a it's a city of a hundred thousand people there's like seventy music schools or something like that like everybody is a crazy innovative like like weird classically inspired musician over there they have they have such a thriving scene especially for for how small the country is it's a really cool experience I'd love to to go back someday. Um, but dude, like you go over there, you go to Iceland and you go around the, the countryside and the nature and stuff. And you kind of like, it's that same sort of magic that you hear in Björk's music. Like, I feel like the two things are, you can't tear them apart from each other. Like her, her so vibe cool. and her sounds and like the unique beauty of that country. Yeah. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, man. And yeah, so just getting back to this album post, like... It's weird, of course, and it has like a lot of abrasive moments and it's really experimental, but like doesn't it sound like so damn like just excited and optimistic? Like there's and so much and inspired. Yeah. yeah. And like celeb- celebratory. I mean, she apparently she struggled with writing possibly maybe because that was like the first sad song she had ever released, like the one without like a happy uplifting side to it. Um there but there's just so much like just positive energy, I feel like yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is You've Been Flirting Again the soft one? That's the one where it's like, she was right. Give you her some time. Yeah, that's like the orchestral space. interlude one. Yeah. yeah. Give her some time. Give her some space. How you I liked Isabelle a lot. Isabelle's great. Yeah, Isabelle's great. It sounds like you're flying through the jungle. That groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's like a movie. Like it just puts you in a whole new like world. Like it just carries you away. It's so weird. Like especially the first listen. Like there there are some moments where I'm like I don't know if I like this, and then when she keeps repeating yeah. it, I like like it. 
My name is Opel. La la la. I like that. But but I, what I mean is like um. I miss you, but I haven't met you yet. I'm like, I don't really like that. And then she's like, I yeah. did you, but I haven't. So I'm like, wait, I kind of like this. <laughs> and then like, dun, 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 and then the brass dun, 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 comes dun, 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 dun. Dude, yeah. it reminds me of like National Anthem. You know Tom Yurick was listening to this album. Yeah, I can like hear it. Kid I can hear it, yeah. So what are your favorite what songs? I mean, I f- there's so many highlights, goddammit. But I, for me, it's like Hyper Ballad and Possibly Maybe is the album. Cool. Those two are just transcendent. Yeah, Possibly Maybe is awesome. It is really awesome. Hyper Ballad is really nice, too. I like Army of Me more. I love Army of Me. <laughs> it's so catchy. <laughs> cool. Um, I really like the modern things. Yeah, too. I love like she's singing about. I mean, just the the concept for the song, like just the bass is uh, like cars and batteries. Those things have always been around, like since the dinosaur time. They're just waiting for the like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a like a children's story. Like that's like a something a nine year old would come up with, and it's awesome. Yeah, like you're just a, a hyper successful pop star, and you got to like worry about your image and all that. But like you're you're choosing to sing songs like that. Like that's awesome. Like when do you see yeah. that? Yeah, seriously. Was she famous when she when she like before she released Post? Debut did really well too. Debut has some awesome songs like those. Debut is a little more dated, but those might have some songs that are kind of like closest to my heart. But she was already like she was definitely on the rise out of the gate. Um, But post is like after she just fully had moved to Britain and like ingratiated herself in the pop scene there. So it's kind of like going from like maybe 30 miles per hour to 100 miles per hour. Wow. Because definitely, like human behavior, songs like that from debut definitely were hits too. But first song is it is is debut like very industrial? Um, debut's a little softer and it's a little more like early '90s pop electronic pop. It doesn't have nearly as much variety um, or quite as many like organic instruments, but it's still I think it's freaking awesome. Like I some of those songs, I just it really puts me in the like Iceland wonder zone so much. But um, yeah, it's 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 got a certain nostalgic charm for me. Uh, Post is more timeless, but they are like um, songs like "I Miss You" is probably even though I don't like that one as much. That's probably most similar to the the debut era material. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like Isabel a lot too. Enjoy, I like enjoy. Great. Yeah, yeah, enjoy kind of snuck up on me because that one's a little abrasive, but yeah. uh, I was I was getting into it. Stuff gets heavy, man, and like it's all this. Is like, are there, are there, is there any guitar in any of this? Oh, it's like try, breaking my brain to even <laughs> think of this album in those terms. Like, is it all synth? I, there, all oh, there, there is um, cool. Isn't there like cool sort of uh, slide guitar, or pedal steel guitar in um, 
possibly maybe just kind of like as a background yeah, texture. Yeah, as a background, I think. Yeah, it's it's not like at the forefront of any of these songs, but it's an extra element it's in like there. Electronic. I mean, there's everything. It's like these... art, art electronic. Yeah. No, man, this is this is art. Pop, which wasn't but... which wasn't very. I mean, come on, nineteen ninety five. We're talking like grunge. We're talking like hip hop. Yeah. This is a goddamn breath of fresh air among all that. But I mean, this doesn't ignore hip hop either. You know, it's it's like it's in there. It's just mm. her weird kaleidoscopic take on it. Possibly, maybe her her uh, melodies. Are... Possibly, maybe I love when it just like elevates it a little bit and then possibly, maybe you got the weird like backing vocals in there. I can totally see how Tommy York loves it. Yeah, man. Now, like, when did like Nine Inch? When did hold on Nine Inch Nails discover? Nine Inch Nails was before this. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like ni- 93, 94. Yeah, it's comparable. Period. The downward spiral, ninety four. So Bjork herself has said like, you know, it's, it's, it can be, I'm going to butcher and paraphrase this to all hell, but it's like, it can be important to my art, the fact that I'm a woman, but like, I want it to be, I'm this thing, I'm that thing, I can do this, I have this, I've achieved this. And then like maybe number eight on that list is the fact that I'm female. And then I'm, uh, so that with that in mind and the possible like arbitrary kind of nature of the statement, I think she might be my like favorite female artist of all time. Cool. Now that I think of it, I don't think anybody tops her. Like, and she's definitely in my like just top stack. That's awesome. And how long have you been in like into her music? Um, I definitely was a fan already before I ended up like you know 15 years old going to Iceland. I think. So you, you I, known I her met for a long some. Time. I mean, I, I met somebody when I was 14 who was just, like, super nerdy into a bunch of, like, electronic music and kind of, like, electronica-adjacent music, So, and she was definitely in that in that group. So it might have been, like, his recommendation, or, like I said, I saw her on Saturday Night Live, and it was kind of, I was, I was curious. You know, she's she definitely sticks out. What song was she singing? It's not even a, one of her best songs. She was singing Earth Intruders, which it's kind of cool but it's 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 it has that album has nowhere near the depth of her uh, like her 90s stuff and all that um but she's kind of made a comeback to her her album Volnicura I don't know how to say that properly but that that I, I like that album I'm not so familiar with the one after that Isabel la 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 it sounds like you're soaring through a jungle la la yeah freaking jungle la, la. It's so c- cinematic. It's cinematic. Yeah. She could have done a goddamn James Bond theme. Yeah. She really could. Singing have. with an orchestra. Different times, different times. Sean Connery died today. That's right, man. I heard. He was 90. I had no idea he was that old. Jeez. R.I.P. Yep. Um, yeah, so you really like Isabel. What, what are, and you like Army of Me. Um, any other highlights for you? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I found myself, I, I could get, like, sucked into all of them, which I think is an awesome feat, right? <laughs> except, like, Cover Me, except Cover Me and, like, yeah. and Headphones. This is really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, yeah, that one's a little goofy. But and Headphones, I wasn't that it's crazy cool, it's about short. Headphones. headphones is nice, you know, but, like, um, I like Army of Me. Hyper Ballad, you get sucked into, it's long, it's a little longer. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I forgot that this album fizzles out a little bit for me towards the end like i miss you is kind of it sounds a little cheap and then headphones is like it's a little it feels unpolished too but yeah everything up until then it's it's just like peak after peak yeah i just like i like the dynamics you know oh so you got the modern things to oh so quiet which is sticks out like a sore thumb and then enjoys Mm -hmm. heavy i like i like the transition between oh it's so so quiet and enjoy and then it's like yeah, a soft, you've yeah. been flirting again. And Isabel, you're like floating through the jungle, possibly, maybe, you know. It's like, well, well picked for the track order. Nice dynamics, for sure. different colors going on, different rhythms. And, and her, her, she's yeah. so talented as a vocalist. And I love her um, expressions. Like when I love her grit. I love when she... Oh, and the, like the growls. So the... cool. Oh, man, if you want to dig into more... Definitely homogenic might be your next stop because that's like her most fully realized artistic statement. I think you might like that homogenic. one. Homogenic. That's awesome. Yeah. That was the one like, uh, so after this album really blew up, she just, she had this exhausting draining tour and there yeah. was a lot of kind of like tragedies and d- debacles and incidences that sort of started to happen. And she kind of went into like isolation and went to Spain and just like hired this awesome orchestra and uh, got to work on on her masterpiece on homogenic, on homogenic, yeah. And v- Vespertine is awesome too. Is there anything I should like know about, like anything like in the story of Bjork that's like super like noteworthy or interesting, like something crazy that happened to her or anything? It's not really much. She her art kind of speaks for itself. Like she's just super creative, comes at things with a really different, innovative way of thinking, and like really takes ownership of her own um, artistry. Like is involved in a lot of the roles herself. Very active with that. Uh, Does again, she have like a? Is and, she, you know, like, you know, some bands have like a blatant message, like you know, like Rage Against the Machine or something like that. Like, does she have like a? Bla- <laughs> right, does but, she have like a blatant message? Like, or like um, is she political? I'm not sure. Is she political? No. Like- uh, well, she she spoke out against um, like China's uh, atrocities towards Tibet and got banned in China as a result. I think that was like 15 years ago at this point. I mean, it's I don't. I mean, like, can you say that about Radiohead or... Radiohead's pretty political. Yeah, I mean, she's so it's like, she'll definitely, she has strong opinions about different issues, but I I don't know if any of that really defines, like, the, the musicality. Like, she doesn't sing about current events a ton. Okay. It's more just like her, she, I, her big thing, like, she's with Post, part of the t- title's meaning comes from, it's like, after... Like yeah, debut post. before, post after, but it's also like she would write her friends by post, by mail back in Iceland. And she, each song she sings, she's kind of like addressing one of these people in her life. Like that's very kind of, they touch on like her personal connections to different people in her life and, and personal relationships. Do you know what Army of Me is talking to? I mean, she sings about her family and her son and, and stuff like that a lot. Oh, she's got a son? Songs too. She has, uh, she might have more than one child, but there's like, she literally like sings about her son, at least like in a song from Vespertine. 
I wonder who she's talking to, an army of me. Oh, I think she she explains. If I remember right, I think it was a relative, like a cousin, who just, I don't know what they were struggling with, but they were kind of like getting whiny and like, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. And she's saying, suck it up. You've got to manage. I won't sympathize. If you complain again, you're going to get it from me. I think I think that's what she's doing there. She's like, hey, like... You meet an army I, I'm of pretty, I'm pretty me. sure that's what she's singing about. She's like giving a, a pep talk to someone she knows. That's what it kind of seemed yeah. like. But then I was like, I wonder if this is like has like a darker thing to it. She's talking about like a dictatorship or like... A oh, but I mean, you could read it that ruler. way too. That could be built in there. Self-sustain. Yeah, who's, who would sing the phrase self-sustain in a 90s pop song? You know, that that's some Icelandic <laughs> stuff going on there. <laughs> This must have been like huge in like Iceland itself. Huh? Oh, it was number one in Iceland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like the first wow. and maybe the only Icelandic star of this stature. You know, Hyper Ballad is such a good song name. It's like fits her. Yeah. Yeah. How about that first song too? She's singing about uh, you and I. Li- we live on a mountain. There's a beautiful view, but what I need to do is I keep needing to go towards the edge, throw little things off like car parts. <laughs> and bottles and cutlery, whatever I find lying around. Uh, it's become a habit. I need to do this so that I can feel happier and safe waking up with you. Like, I mean, I'm sure that that's an allegory for dealing with one's like own emotional shit when you're in a serious relationship. But like, oh, what a weird off kilter, but like striking way to, to sing about that, you know? Cool lyrics. Oh God. And I'm not even at the highlight of that. Well, just the most kind of striking sort of climax of that song. If I, I imagine what, it, what my body would sound like if I just jumped down and slammed against the rocks. And when I did, would my eyes be closed or open? Like what? Yeah. I imagine what my body would sound like Slamming against those rocks And when it lands, will my eyes be closed or open? So you asked if she has uh, particular themes or messages. I don't know. I think it's just unbridled imagination and creativity. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you say after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, oh, oh, So Quiet is, is from 1951. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got that sort of like classic, like golden age of Hollywood sort of sound to it. Yeah. But did he still have to? Did she still have to like hire like a big band? Like the recording's not taken from somewhere, right? Like the music. No, that that's a so also the the mid '90s just land of prosperity in the record industry. I guess no, she did. They like if you hear an instrument that kind of sounds like a real instrument, that's that's a real orchestra or whatever. They, these aren't a bunch of. It's not all like samples and and synthesized sound. Like they, there is a lot of session musicians involved in this. She's she's never shied away from that. I wonder. I always wondered how it works with sampling. Like, does does Led Zeppelin make a little bit of money from every army of? Uh, like, it's getting murky, man. You, I this is you buy it like this. Uh, well, this is like an era you had Fatboy Slim, Chemical Brothers, and stuff. They're sampling left and right, and I think they would try to hide it enough so that they, there there is some sort of uh, pi- there. You know, there's a little pirate energy going on here. I think people were seeing how much right. they could get away with stuff. The John Bonham sample in Army of Me is so blatant that maybe they did have to pay somebody off. 
but the 90s is kind of the wild west for for sampling different sounds and loops and you know sometimes you get away with it i don't know wow when the levee breaks look at that l that she said was good <laughs> give her some time uh, how you reacted was right. right that's such a like if i were to sing something like that that seems so like rigid and weird but it, it works yeah but yeah. when she when it's like it's like if i were to say it in icelandic yeah yeah it would sound like kind of cool yeah <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad you uh, were impressed with this. I hope you. Uh... Yeah, I found myself getting like sucked into it. Yeah, I think she, it's cool. Definitely a lot of interesting things going on with her, you know. And I'm like so not familiar with it, and it's cool to see it from like a new point of view, you know, a newbie. Yeah. Point of view. Um, well, it's my pleasure to induct you into uh, into the world of Bjork. And yeah. uh, let's see if we're gonna if we're gonna get into ratings. Uh, I'm going pretty high for this. I forgot how much fun this album was. Um, I can't give it a perfect score because, like I said, it does sort of things go a little bit sideways at the end, maybe for me. But uh, came out 95. I'm going to give it a 95. Gets an A. Whoa, nice. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I, in in terms of grading it for like how she, how I think she did, like. She did a great job, man. I'll give her like a fucking like nine ninety one or something. Yeah. Nice. Alright, sir. It's gonna do it for us. Cool. Okay, well that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking about All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. Just another slam dunk. I've been uh, been loving this pod recently. Hope you have as well. Uh, please have a safe and comfortable, hopefully fun, rest of your week. If you feel inclined to do so, it would be awesome to have a comment or rating left for the podcast. You pick the platform. Could be anywhere. I think iTunes is still the, the hub, though. If you have any uh, requests or suggestions for stuff to talk about in the future, you can always reach out at uh, thomas at niagaramoonmusic.com or message me on the Facebook page. That's going to be uh, Niagara Moon Music as well. All right. Love you all, and I'll see you next week.